Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slam Fire Radio. This is May 13th, 2021, and it's episode 404. Episode not found? Yes. It's the broken link. It's the broken link uh, episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I should break the link in the audio thing. Nah, I'm not going to do that. This is where all the. I do that that enough, like on the regular, so I'm not going to do that this time. Okay. I'll probably accidentally do it. How are you, by the way? I haven't talked to you in like. Seven hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it has been. Uh, you know, we've only talked. This is only the only the the third or fourth time we've talked this week, right? Yeah, every third. day, isn't it, Ben? No, did we talk Tuesday? I think we talked Tuesday. I don't yes. remember. Oh my! It was one day we didn't. <sighs> I missed you. Yeah, I missed you too. It's yeah, like, I have all the stuff I wanted to tell you about that I haven't talked to you to you about totally. Really? (laughs) (laughs) But the listeners haven't heard, so they're going to hear it. Okay, let's do that. You'll just have to like, just be pretend to be amazed and in (gasps) shock of all the stuff I've been up to that, like, you haven't heard of it before. Yes. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be uh, what we did in guns this week, and what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. Uh, They're Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they have the. Oh, that's the same thing as last week, but they still have it on sale. The Kiappa Spencer. It's a it. uh, it's an old-timey lever action rifle. It's pretty yeah. cool. Anyways, if it's you want to pre- check that out. It's pretty cool. It's beautiful. I actually would like one of those, and I don't really do lever action, but lever action, lever action, tomato, tomato. It's a single-shot lever, though. So, Well, <laughs> let's be real. What are you going to do with <laughs> Multiple one? Fan that thing from the hip. That's what you're going to do. Show it's up gonna, to the range. You got three gun. You got Epsic. Whatever. Lever action. Three gun Epsic. Three no. gun at least. <laughs> it's no. Anyways, my dog's. I'll, I'll blow your mind for a second. Okay. Uh, so three gun. We're using all sorts of random rifles, right? One of my buddies uh, uh, at the Chaz three gun rifle. He's using uh, a model ninety nine, which is lever action mag fed three hundred eight. He's using 308 stripper clips to reload it. No way. 308 stripper clips into a lever. He's using a stripper stripper clips with a lever action. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Is that you, even a thing? <laughs> are you guys actually so obviously you're seeing some really weird stuff being brought out to these three gun matches now because of, you know, well, some some people just don't want to buy another black rifle and then no, try to have it get banned because yeah. then it's it's another two thousand dollars sitting in the safe and and they're not able to use it. And then they got to spend a little bit more money and eventually your wife gets mad at you or you know whatever the case might be. The bank gets mad at you. Your husband gets mad at you. Whatever. That's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so the, a lot of them have been like, I don't know, I got this thing, so I'm just going to use this. I'm just going to use my SKS. I'm just going to use my Mosin. I'm just going to use uh, an Enfield or. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, model 99, a Savage Model 99. 
Speaking of Mosin, anyways. Um, yeah, speaking of shooting stuff, what have you done mm-hmm. guns this week? Not a lot. I, As you said, I actually haven't done a lot. And the reason that I haven't done a lot is because our ranges are... are we're, we're shut down. We're not able to have matches. We're not able to. I'm not able to go and practice. Is that a lot of coronavirus cases there or something? You got more than us per capita. No, per capita, you're half of whatever Alberta has. No, that's what I'm saying. You have yeah. more than us. So, oh, per capita. right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we uh, actually, surprise, today we got another announcement that we're shut down for another two weeks. So those, <laughs> uh, those events that we have been scrambling to put together or waiting to see what happens, we are, what's going to uh, happen. You'll have to we, give me the list so I can. Yeah. So let's tonight. talk after the show because yeah, we're going to have to put yeah. canceled. Uh, those are, so we're shut down for another two weeks. But that being said, had an opportunity to go out and uh, go out to the King Kennedy Ranch. I know people don't know who Kelly is, but well, some do. They say you're the other Kelly. But anyways, I went out to the King Kennedy Ranch and we had some smoked brisket with the shooting family. They're my shooting family. Uh, but I also got to meet a couple of listeners. I've met Jay, uh, Jason briefly previously, but had dinner with him and his wife Sarah and their dog Ace. Ace is my new favorite. He's a little, he's incredible uh but i just wanted to say hi to them because they actually listen and watch as well jason actually a funny story jason uh he thought that i was or the other kelly was the one that was on slam fire radio did i tell you this story no okay so jason is but is or was best friends with kelly's brother and oh god he's gonna kill me because he's watching and listening to the show anyways so Jason, as I said, was Kelly's um, brother's best friend. Um, Kelly's brother, unfortunately, has passed away, but uh, he still occasionally sees um, Kelly. And he thought that he was watching an episode and he goes, hey, that's Kelly. And he thought it was Kelly, the other Kelly. And uh, so he had he showed his wife, Sarah, who I met on Saturday, and she goes, no, that's not Kelly. They had a bat. So they went to <laughs> – so they said – Sarah's going yes, and Jason's saying – or sorry, Sarah's saying no, and Jason's saying yes, it is. So they went to Kelly's dad, and Kelly's dad goes, I don't know. I think so. And I'm going <laughs> – <laughs> So it was hilarious. And then they, Sarah met me, and she goes – she looks at me, and she goes – you kind of sound like her, but you don't look anything like her. And I'm going, right? <laughs> but anyways, but we do everything together. So you know what? I'm fine with that. And Kelly and I both have an agreement that if somebody contacts us and it's supposed to be for the other person, we just answer and say, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. we know everything. Kelly. We do everything together. So, mm-hmm. But that was a funny story. It's Slamfire related as well. Yeah. Kelly's father thought that I was Kelly or vice versa and on Slamfire. Anyways. Okay, uh, that's it. I've done absolutely nothing other than being on podcasts for every day for the last three nights, four nights, All whatever. Podcasts and then meetings, uh, meetings, and meetings, and that. So yeah, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. events that are now not going to take place. Awesome! Mm-hmm. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, Adriel, what about you? Uh same meetings and calls and interviews and stuff that you've been on. Um, I went to Cabela's. I've been stopping by there because I've been looking for six five Creedmoor. I'm just too lazy to go to other places because they're like their hours are, are decent. Yep. And they finally had some for me. So like the 140s, I'm having trouble 
fitting them into the chamber of my uh, Maverick yep. because it's it's got it's, it's short on the O jive, and if I see the one forties, I have to see the bullets like really deep in, run a reduced powder charge. I don't like it. Uh, I found some one thirty grain TMKs, which is serious. Share SMKs. with those. How expensive? Eighty dollars for a hundred. Mm. Kind of pricey, but they had them. And yeah. they got a green tip on them. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful green tabs. That's helpful. I haven't reloaded yeah. any of them. I had, I got those like a week ago. I still haven't touched them. I'm gonna though. I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, let's see. I put out some videos. Put out videos yeah. on uh, the P226 versus the Beretta 92. That yeah, fun. that was a cool one. Yeah, I did one on the uh, Vortex Spitfire 3X Gen 1. Yeah. Gen 2 is coming soon. And uh, video on the 92S. Yes. Uh, working on Gen uh, Vortex Spitfire 3X Gen 2. Okay. And like the comparison between the Gen 2 and the Gen 1. Short, yeah. short story. Yeah. The Gen 2 is much smaller. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> um, and then I'm also working on a video for the Keystone Mini Mosin. Okay. That, uh, it's very mini. Yeah. What do you, what's your thoughts on it? It's cute as can be, by the way. Cute. As can be, yeah, is, uh, is is very accurate about this rifle. It's like two pounds, uh, really great shooting offhand for the kids. Um, practical, mm-hmm. not super practical. Not super. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. I mean, it's, it's a single shot twenty-two. Yeah, which uh, like if if your requirements were like if you wanted to go hunting with a single shot twenty-two or something like that, you could probably get a Kui for like a hundred bucks, and this is quite a bit more than a hundred bucks. But this looks way cooler than a Kui, it and it's lighter yeah. and I don't know. I think okay. for, for some people, they'll they'll want like a cool rifle for their kids, and this is cool. Yeah, or get family pictures done. Mom and you can shoot done. like you can sh- like a kid can kid. shoot offhand with this. And there's a lot of rifles that they can't really shoot yeah, offhand with because the length of pull isn't there or the weight's too heavy. Um, like I, I've, I've tried to get my kids to shoot like the uh, Marlin 795. It's got kind of a heavy barrel on it, and that one and the length of between the length of pull and the weight that's out front on it, it's just hard for like a, a really little kid to shoot it. Um, this okay. is pretty easy to shoot. I have a question. Uh huh. How was the feeding? I know you had issues. Yeah, I had a couple of issues with the feeding. It um, uh, it wanted to go nose high into the chamber. Uh, so you'd have to just push it forward with your finger and then lock the bolt behind it. So I don't know if that would get better with some wear in. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it just needs to be worn in a little bit or oiled or something like that. Yeah, uh, it does have like a, oil. it does have like a spring loaded ramp uh, in there. And that kind of like pushes down as the bolt goes up on, on top over it. So maybe it just needs a bit of oil or just, just some use. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I hit the range with my boys uh shot the mini mosin shot the maverick um shot the terra so one of the things i did with that terra tm9 is that uh it's got a safety plunger yeah and that plunger is like is coming down from the slide and then that thing is like beating on the magazines as it's like going back and it burrs up the magazine where it hits the feed lips uh so what i did is i took that safety plunger out chucked it up in a drill Hit it with a file as I was using the drill, domed it out. And I mean, like with a Glock, you can dome out the safety plungers on them to, to give a smoother trigger pull. Doesn't yep. really re- reduce the weight a lot, but uh, 
Long story short, it's no longer damaging the magazine feed lips. Oh, cool. Because of that mod. Yeah. And uh, it's still stove piping. Oh. It's, yeah, it's, it's still not a great pistol, but it's cheap. And at least it's now it's not like beating up the magazines. And because yeah. it's not be- beating up the magazines, it's no longer giving me that nose high. And it's no longer locking back, even though it's still got a round left in the magazine. So okay. um, that's fixed, I guess. That's fixed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Any more? Hmm. Yeah, because you. What about the feedback you were getting? Any more, any more fanboys of it? Uh, I still got one guy like who's keeps insisting that there's there's a magazine issue with it. Um, hmm. But I'm I'm not going to put any more work into into that gun or into that review just because it's kind of like a weird gun and a, a weird review to do. It's not po- a popular gun. No, it's it won't not. ever be a popular gun. No. Um, but I wanted to get a review out there that was like in depth, and I'm done now. So yeah. I'll uh, I'll sell it and uh, and move on. Uh, and then the last thing I did, I've got a buddy of mine uh, who's sporterizing a Lee Enfield, yeah. and he's he's been like asking me some stuff, and I've been kind of like, oh, I want to do that too, because I've got a Mark Four, uh, number one Mark, number four Mark One, yeah. Um, and so he's he's been telling me, oh, I think I'm going to order from Numrich. I'm like, okay, oh, they got all the parts, okay, cool. I went and looked at Numrich, and I ordered um, all the metal that I would need. Uh, and then we were talking about there's kind of two wood uh, wood remanufacturers in Canada here. There's uh, prestigious uh, wood stocks, and then there's Ross Restorations. Yep. And they both do uh, Enfield stocks. And uh, Ross was about a hundred bucks cheaper, but I liked the wood selection that uh, Prestigious had, so I ended up oh. ordering from them instead. Um, so I've ordered all my stuff to unsporterize my infield my Lee infield so Sweet. i'm gonna do a, a video on that that's that like t- typically like stock orders so some of the parts are coming from the u.s so yeah it'll take a while yeah and then the wood stocks i imagine they're like they might be make to order so it might be a few weeks out on that yeah but uh i want to do a video on that because i looked for videos on it like unsporterizing and there's nothing there's nothing yeah. like a lot of people do it and I looked around for like a list, like I, I need a list of like parts I need to get or stuff I need to do. And it just, there, there just wasn't really a lot out there. So I'm going to do that. I'll, I'll do a video on unsporterizing a, a, a number four. My buddy who's unsporterizing a, a number one Mark three, there's a lot more parts involved with that. Like a lot of parts. And it's like <laughs> all this like little like four dollar part here, five dollar part here, it adds and he, up. He, yeah, oh, it adds up quick. And like he he said how much uh, he had to pay for metal parts. I'm like, oh my god, like I didn't have to do anything close to that. Um, but I think it's just because the the number there's four more. is simplified. Yeah, and uh, there's just less out on the front. Um, and I got a buddy of mine has some boiled linseed oil that I'm going to use. It's really old though. Well, let me let me find where the manufacturer made by Toronto Elevator. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it's probably like seventy years old. It might not be good anymore. I'm gonna try it anyways. Smell it before you actually put it on anything. See if it's got a rank smell. A rancid to it. smell. A rancid to it. smell. Because mm, if it does, don't put it on. Okay. My gun will sell, smell rancid. My my new seven hundred dollar uh, Enfield. Like uh, this isn't even unsporterizing because like an unsporterized uh, uh, Enfield is like it has the stamps will be from the same manufacturer and and all that. And that's not what I'm doing. Really, yeah. this is it's it's more like a another word people call is like a full wood, a yeah. full wood uh, uh, Enfield. Well, so full anyway, wood. I'm gonna, 
Go I'm going to build it because um, the rifle I got a decent price on, and between the wood and the parts, it I'm not I'm not going to be spending more than it would cost to buy one of these things uh, from someone. Yeah, just because of the price of uh, of Lee Enfields right now. So yeah, and cool. yeah. more content, more content, cool rifle. Yep. Like uh, one of the things you, you can you can sell rifles and and buy better rifles. Um, you can buy more rifles, but I, I have I have safe space that uh, <laughs> that's an issue with me. Uh, I, I don't want to buy yet another safe. Um, or the other thing you can do is upgrade the rifles you have, and that's you know one of the things I'm doing here is trying to upgrade. Yeah, I true. need to sell a bunch though. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna put a post up on Hunting Gear Guy, I think, and put a bunch of the uh, rifles and pistols I gotta sell because okay. I've been cranking I've been cranking on reviews, and now I gotta like get this stuff out yeah but you know what you have to do what's that okay you have first crack yeah you send it to the slam fire crew and you give us the first crack on it Mm, Mm -hmm. mm, okay yeah because that's that's what friends do well i could read you a list Mm. winchester wildcat sks 15 remy 73 savage 12 mossberg 510 bantam in 20 gauge Marlin 795. Oh, I sold that. Terra TM9, MP22, MP34, Breda 92S, and a WK180C. And there's probably Ooh. a couple more that I just haven't thought of that are still on there. I actually yes, had sir. that I had that WK at the uh, range. I was using it to test that Spitfire. Yeah. Runs great. It's yeah. a good rifle. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, that's all the stuff I did this week. That was a uh, lot. Imagine what you can do when you have your range open. It's exciting. My range is open. I, love I know. It. I love Don't rub it in. My range. <laughs> Don't rub it in. Okay. Seriously. If I didn't have my range, I would instead of driving fifty minutes, I would drive an hour and a half, and I would be at another place I could shoot. Yeah. Well. Even without the range. Yeah. 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 Okay. That with lockdowns, though. Like I think BC is doing like regional lockdowns. I don't think I could. I think that would that would stop me cold. Yeah. Well, yeah. the diff. Yes, that would. It's so weird. The different provinces are doing different stuff, and it's just like, can you not all talk together and get your shit? Sorry, get your stuff I'm together. Actually, glad they aren't because I wouldn't want whatever nonsense you guys are doing out there. Thank uh, you. I, I would not want it out here. <laughs> I'm glad that it's separated. <laughs> yeah. See, I want what you got. You don't want what. Want- no, that's well, if you want if you want well, what I got, you gotta fly out here and live here. Mm. It's looking pretty good at this point. Okay. What'll it take once your pistols get uh, in peril? Once the Kingston uh, puts out their handgun ban? Oh dear. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I, oh, there's a whole plan in place. I don't know about that. Mm. Did I tell you my counselor doesn't really like me <laughs> at all? <laughs> Anyways, my 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 city councilor, specific to my area. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's get on to upcoming events. Upcoming sure. events are sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. Learn more at telosalpha.com. Do you want to take us through this uh, CUSF thing? Yep. So Kusif sent this out, and we said we would put it in tonight's uh, tonight's show. So uh, it's just a little thing that they wrote up, so I'll read it to you. Are you interested in trying out trap and skeet and don't know where to start? Join the Canadian University Shooting Federation on Tuesday, May 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard 
I guess, uh, for an episode two of our webinar, Shotgun 101. Uh, this will be presented by Olympic Trap Shooter, uh, Susan Natras. Oh my gosh, you guys got to be on this. Susan is like fantastic. Uh, Canadian and provincial champion trap shooter, Emily Brown, personal friend of mine, by the way, and national and provincial champion skeet shooter, Dean Hertzberg. Uh, I don't know Dean, but... He's in some good company, so I will actually have to tune in. Uh, the gun dealer has generously donated a 20-gauge Mossberg Maverick 88 giveaway to one of the lucky QCIF members who attends. Cost is $5 to register. Register at QCIF.ca backslash webinar. So go over there. Well, forward slash. If it doesn't backslash, doesn't work. So no, it doesn't work on the internet. Forward over to this. <laughs> Anyways, it's $5 to register, and then you can actually win win that but susan natras is so amazing um like incredible she's an olympic trap shooter she is well she's a doctor um but not only that she has been shooting for years many olympic events but she also she worked really really hard to get the um the uh, the Olympic body, governing body, to accept trap back into as an Olympic sport because they actually removed it. So well, they remove lots of things. So I, I know. Really look to the Olympics. As soon as they removed wrestling, it's like, what are you guys even doing? They started okay. with that thing. Exactly. Like that's one of the uh, the the original six. Did mm -hmm. you get the reference for original six? Do you know what that means? No. Oh, hockey. Are you Canadian or what? Mm. It's the original six teams. Okay. No. Okay. Never mind. But when we're talking, not that old. I don't. I don't remember. I didn't have the original six on TV when I was a kid. Oh, shut up! I. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, but okay. Back then, see, we had we put an onion on on the belt because it was fashionable. It was a white onion because <laughs> that's all that we had available because we were poor. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right. Other events, they're all canceled because of the Rona, especially yeah. the Ontario ones. They're super canceled. Yeah, super canceled. I have to go in and do that after the show. We have to talk. You have to go cancel some of my events. Mm. Thanks. Mm. I wonder Sorry. if my June ones will go ahead in uh, in Alberta. I think they will. Late June? I'm feeling pretty confident. Late June, I am pretty confident about. Early June, I'm not so sure for Ontario. I have some scheduled, so it's mm. going to be interesting. Anyways, okay. Unless my provincial government implodes because there's too many fighting, too many people fighting on both sides of the coin right now. <laughs> that was scary today. That I saw Ooh. that too. That was a little bit of infighting. Okay. Mm -hmm. a little well, bit when, when, in, when is it? Or really? Come on. It's politics. That's what they yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, let's get on to the news. Okay. Uh, you want to do the CCFR legal fund donations? Sure. So I just wanted to give a huge shout out to Prince Edward Island's Rifle Association for donating $720 to the, the CCFR uh, legal fund challenge donations. No, the legal, the CCFR legal fund donations, but it's a challenge. So, and also the Assiniboine and uh, District Wildlife Federation, they donated $500. So thank you. There's a lot of, individual clubs or organizations mm -hmm. that are doing um, a lot of donations. So mm -hmm. it's needed. It's not going to be cheap to actually take the government to court. Sorry, guys. The more money you throw at it, the, the more expensive and the better the lawyers you can get. We have some really good lawyers, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, More of them. 
a team what? of attack lawyers. You got to go get the OJ lawyer. And uh, you do know he's dead, right? Uh, you got to get his uh, daughter. <laughs> That's the Kardashians, by the way. Kim I know. I know. Come on. <laughs> you know what? Kim- uh, uh. And I picked them because they're, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yes. Uh, CCFR legal. <laughs> you want to talk about a challenge for fundraising. Uh, we would like you to donate to the CCFR Lego Fund, and if you do, uh, you will get a chance to win a Grey Birch Solutions Limited Edition CCFR engraved CLR receiver, which you can use to shoot long range with. You could probably shoot like a thousand meters or two thousand, whatever, no problem. Well, yards at least. It's got, it's got the CCFR on the side, so that yeah. means you can shoot long range with it. That's uh, part of the features that it includes. Yep. Um, Super All you need to do for that is uh, you got two options. Make a donation through their website. Send us like a photo or something showing that you did it, and we'll add you to the list. Or visit uh, Armory DC Gunsmith and make a donation there. Uh, thanks goes out to uh, Gray Birch for donating those receivers and helping to support our community and CCFR. Yeah. Uh, the draw date for this will be May twenty seventh, and our recent people who have uh, donated would be Chris W, Josh V, and Stephen E. Yeah, and I actually got a message tonight uh, from William S. Just to, he wanted to give a shout out to Graybert Solutions. He had some pr- problems with his uh, uh, with his charging handle, and they actually did a great job. Uh, he said the customer service was fantastic, and he just wanted mm-hmm. to give a shout out to them. So I thought let's put it in this part of the show because you know we're giving shout outs to Graybert Solutions. So mm-hmm. he just wanted to recognize them and their their customer service. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the new gun stuff. New gun okay. stuff is brought to you by Bolt Action Coffee. Slamfire Radio is now a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. The coffee is roasted in small batches and is quite honestly some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. Uh, send it to your house by going to boltactioncoffee.com, uh, bolt discount code Slamfire. All couple of letters, all one word. For the Sam- discount code, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into cool. new gun stuff. What do we got? Uh, so... The Jar talk- J. I don't think we talked about the Jar J one eighty. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's so Sylvester's is bringing them in. They've got a pre-sale. Uh, they are a true DI gun. They're not a piston gun. So, like an AR fifteen is isn't actually DI. It's a the the bolt is the piston, That's and correct. the bolt is the piston, and it moves, and it's just like in there. So it doesn't actually use gas to like send the bolt back mm-hmm. that thing does so that thing uses it uses your standard gas block standard gas tube but then it uses that to like psh, just spray that bolt backwards which is kind of interesting because you get mm-hmm. to use your regular stuff you get to free float the barrel and uh it uses a whole pile of ar parts uh which is also really interesting um yeah yeah, yeah. now mm-hmm. Okay, so Sylvester's bringing it in, and you said they're doing pre-orders. What's the uh, cost to actually pre-order? I didn't look. I think it's like a thousand bucks or something like that for the okay. receiver kit, and then fifteen hundred for a complete rifle. I'm call- I'm pulling this out of nothing, but that's that's where I think the price range is at. Okay. Uh, have you seen the Glock's new rifle? No, I. You put this in, and I hadn't uh, haven't had a chance to look at it. But let's I'm not talk. Gonna... I'm not going to pull the, well, okay. Well, I'll, video. I'll, let, let me, let me see if I can uh, share my screen. Yeah, this is, so the other thing that we probably big news is we're on a different 
format for streaming format. So wonder how. Yeah, we're using StreamYard now. Yeah, so I like the side to side view. I do too, and yeah. this is where all the big boys, what all the big boys are playing. Mm-hmm. So we might as well join them. Yep. Uh, okay, so let's do this video. So it's uh, I'm not going to play the video. I'm just going to like okay. skip to parts in in the design. This kind of looks like an AR 180. This yeah. style here. But boy, is it not. Uh, let me let me find some other schematics here just to show you. Okay, yeah, oh, well, that's looking weird. Like, okay, yeah, that's it. Ambi charging handle. Okay, kind of neat. Uh, and then you look at this and you're like, oh, that is real weird now. We've got yeah. this uh, gas piston long stroke kind of a thing going on. Uh, but it gets even weirder when you start getting into like the bolt and the recoil assembly. Okay, it's got a single guide rod along the top, so it wasn't a dual yeah. guide rod like the uh, uh, like the 180 style. We've got an AR-ish bolt. It could, it's it's got like the cam in there and everything. Um, yeah, AR-ish bolt going on there. The actual bolt itself looks very compact. Yeah, I uh, can't tell much from this one. But then you look at this and you're like, what is going on? This is the gas piston. Uh, that's where the, the gas is coming out. It's kind of like a, a shotgun gas action on the that front. That is so odd. Yeah, working the bolt and whatnot on the back. Oh, super, super weird and uh, innovative. And then yeah. there's another uh, picture of showing like a, a different style of uh, bolt head with multiple lugs kind of like your uh your weatherby uh style of uh multi-lug going on there and then a quick change barrel system where you have this big toggle thing that lets you just like pop the barrel out so these are just patents that uh, they put there's nothing interesting here yeah. this is an ar style uh, uh magwell and whatever uh pretty interesting and and when i, I like compared to the first picture and, and what they had afterwards like really wild uh, uh, design and uh, pretty what interesting. Would, yeah. What would ever possess Glock to put out a 180? Well, it's not a 180. It's got like a whole no. bunch of other weird stuff going on with it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really different, really different. <sighs> uh, so I'm, I'm kind of curious to see, I mean, it'll take them a while to, to get teething uh, issues and whatnot fixed, but yeah. Uh, very very interesting. Is it going to be uh, is it going to be available here? Here, probably. Mm. I mean, it's it's definitely not an AR variant. No, it's, it's, totally it's weird. Different. It's very different. But you know, uh, the people at the CFP seem to classify things based on whether it looks like an AR when they're super duper drunk. So you know. Who knows. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, let's show some more stuff here. So the next thing here, Rangeview Sports has an ammo special on. So yeah. we've got quite a quite a few different uh, pieces of ammunition that uh, that are on sale. So if you want to see if you can get some cheap ammo, they've got a bunch of stuff over there. Uh, and then Soldi Outdoors has the Primary Arms SLX MD25, which is kind of like the TRS25, except it's the Primary Arms version. Uh, so if you're looking for a inexpensive red dot, yep. uh, go over to Soli Outdoors. Uh, one of the cool things that uh, is on this, and it's it's also on some of the new, I think the TRS-26 has this. They've got like gobs of battery life, 50,000 hours uh, battery life on this thing. Uh, 
something I really like seeing on the new red dots because uh, they a lot of them use like funky battery sizes in the past, yeah, and they ate them up real quick. And these days, more of them are are doing the uh, long battery life thing. Yeah. yeah, I had a question for you before you uh-huh. move on to the next one. Remember we uh we talked about Profit River and their um, Vortex sale. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get anything? I didn't hear anything about that. I forgot. I think I went to the range. Oh, okay. <laughs> <gasps> I forget. Remember, you were supposed to set a date, you know, a reminder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't yeah, work. It's gone. Time is gone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marstar has a new to Canada Glock PCC stabilizer kit, kind of like the Micro Roni, but like even more micro, even more like <laughs> minimalist, I guess. Uh, it's it's like a it's called the Recover Tactical Twenty Twenty. Uh, it puts it basically gets, makes it so you can get a, a stabilizer kit like an arm brace or a, a buttstock on it, kind of a thing. So, yeah, uh, they've got that. The price is really good 145 bucks, yeah, and that makes it so you've got that uh, buttstock. You could probably put a foregrip on there, and uh, you know, Bobby's your uncle races, yeah. So, yeah. if you're looking for if you're looking to do something weird with your Glock, uh, there you go, and then. Bullseye North. This I was looking at this. So, so the they have got the CZ Tactical Sport Two. Yeah. Uh, the Tac Sport Two has better everything compared to a Shadow, mm-hmm. and it's eighteen hundred bucks. Well, better than everything, but you you do need to use uh, Tac Sport specific mags with it, right? Okay. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Good price. Yeah. Good price. I mean, you get a CZ Shadow Two, and like if you go the route I went, I got a Magwell. Which was 150 bucks, and then I had to get like uh, different uh, grips, and then I had to do the trigger and the hammer and a bunch of other stuff. Or you could just buy a pistol that already has all that stuff done yep. to it. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good. This isn't. It's not the pistol for production division because this would be competing in standard uh, in Ipsic, but uh, in three gun, this would be a fantastic pistol if you have a little bit more money than Shadow, than Shadow Two money and you want something a little bit better yeah. right out of the box. Uh, that would be the deal to use. It would be. I was going to say a bad word. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. All right, we, all... we don't swear on this podcast. We don't swear that much. Okay, right? we swear. Yeah. It would be the shit then. <laughs> Thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. I was missing that. <laughs> the shit. All right. Why don't we get on to the main topic? Hey, everybody. Uh, For tonight's main topic, we are going to be having um, Matthew on. He's if you know YouTube and you probably seen and you like 22LR, you probably seen some of his videos. He is Wamfat on on YouTube. So hi, Matthew. How are you? Good. Good. How are you? Pretty good. Now, I was just saying, uh, well, we before we print the uh, press the go button that I've been wanting to get you on forever in two <laughs> days. Uh, I met you last summer at uh, one of our Maple Seed events, and uh, you've been so heavily involved in 22LR shooting. Spe- specifically, can't talk, but specifically uh, precision. You're, you're so involved with CRPS, ORPS. Actually, I'm telling everybody all about you. Why don't you tell everybody about who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm very involved in rimfire at the moment. Uh, before 2020, I shot uh, quite a bit of centerfire and rimfire was like, you know, pushed to the side. You only you only shoot it when you bring a new person to the range, essentially. Right. And uh, and then the ban happened. So yeah. uh, a lot of my centerfire shooting was ARs. 
and uh, obviously that you know went out the window. So I was looking around at things I could be a little bit more uh, like ser- take take seriously in shooting sports. And I really uh, enjoyed watching PRS videos on on YouTube. Uh, but of course, in Ontario, you don't have many PRS matches, and I didn't want to, yeah. you know, get so into reloading and all that. Uh, so I found NRL 22, and it just seemed like such a perfect uh, sport to try out. And I also decided at the same time, I might as well film my process in starting a brand new dis- shooting discipline. Right? I had no no real experience doing that, especially like precision oriented stuff. I'd usually yeah. go to the range and just whatever blast ipsic targets for <laughs> for fun, um, yeah. or or shoot you know some shotgun stuff. So um, I thought it'd be a fun process. And, and if anyone could learn from my mistakes, because I'm bound to make some, uh, you know, it'd just be fun to document my experience. Um, I didn't know through that. <laughs> Essentially, I, I'd become uh, one of the only Canadian YouTubers that are doing the the 22 Rimfire stuff, yeah. which I thought was pretty cool. So so as yeah. I went to more matches, I was meeting more and more people that watched my videos. And I had I had no idea it was growing so quickly until uh, I think it, like last summer is when it hit me that I had some sort of voice in the community, which is pretty neat because that wasn't yeah. what I was intending to do at, at the time. Uh, and then as my uh, as my skills, I guess, developed in, in the shooting discipline, uh, I met some really good shooters, luckily, around me, like uh, obviously Kevin, uh, Robert, and, and and then some match directors. So yeah. I was I was bouncing ideas off them, what the community would want to see in terms of video content. Yep. And then during the down season in the winter, we obviously did a bit more of a like fun related videos. Trying well, to reach <laughs> one of my favorite videos is you doing the Christmas song or carol with yeah yeah, with steel so you and kevin actually did that video it was fantastic it was awesome Uh, a lot of the videos we did we we had planned much uh you know in advance but it takes a lot of work so we have a lot of video ideas that we haven't filmed yet but that that video in particular took a ton of work because we got the steel targets custom made uh, yeah. You can buy musical note AR 500 targets, but they're very expensive. So we we designed our own set, and they're kind of out of tune, <laughs> but they work well <laughs> enough where you can play some music on it. So that was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and and I think I'm not even exaggerating. I think we shot uh, over 1,200 rounds that day and filmed for about five hours to get that 10 minute or five minute video or or whatever it is. Yeah. So. But yeah. <laughs> just love that. It's one of my my favorite Christmas tunes now. I did want to get you on uh, to, well, before I actually talk to you about your long range shooting, I wanted to um, tell you that the videos you, you're talking about going from the beginning and your journey along and you actually doc are documenting it. And the videos that you do are so well laid out and so um, the you just explain them really, really well and what people can expect. You're going from building the rifle and you actually, you did a great one that I actually shared on my page, uh, Project Maple Seeds, as well as our discussion page. And I think we shared it on Slimefire Radio too, about going to a Maple Seed event and what to expect because you didn't know. And yeah. also <laughs> about, you uh, you document a lot of uh, the ORPS matches that you go to, as well as uh, some of the other matches too. So, um, and that's great too, because, Rimfire is caught on so much because, again, we can't do a lot of shooting. It's caught on so much. So now that it is on a lot of people's radar, they can check out your website. Or, sorry, not your website, but your um, YouTube channel. And they can find out, figure out what to expect, what to, how to build 
a great rifle as well. Not only that, your your wife is actually shooting too, and sh she's doing the uh, matches. But you've That's also right. sh you yeah. took her. I, if I remember correctly, you took her rifle to. Yes, Maple Seed. <laughs> that's why it wasn't because the length of pull was way too short. But yeah. I, I tried to talk her into to coming to Maple Seed, but at the time, uh, you know, she wasn't that interested. But again, that that was kind of my my intentions was just sharing my experience, and that's what I've just been doing, yeah. right? Because uh, Maple Seed to me was also brand new. I didn't even know that course existed, but it was so cool experiencing it, and I, I wanted to do that video uh, when it was still fresh in my mind to just give anyone who's thinking about doing it, you know, a, a general overview of what to expect. Yeah. You were on a you were on a the end of the line, and you had other shooters there that were extremely experienced. Kevin was with you, as well as Robert. You talked about Robert uh, yeah. as well, and uh, you all are very experienced. You're you're great shooters. Um, yeah, so it was a pleasure to have you guys on the line, except for Kevin, who Mr. Gumby, <laughs> who um, I actually had to add a rule to our course of fire. Okay, when I, he's doing a. Sh the sitting there. kneeling position. Sitting kneeling position. <laughs> yeah. I said it has to be kind of recognizable because he would get in. He had his rifle, uh, the buttstock, resting on the ground, and he was actually literally over top. He did some weird yoga pose to like. Yeah, and I'm going, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> it was stable. He goes, well, it's stable. I'm going, yeah, it is, but you're resting your rifle on the ground, kid. Gamer, gamers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's funny. It's funny you say that because uh, you said we're experienced. Like I wouldn't consider myself experienced in, in shooting, especially precision rimfire rifle at, at that stage. Anyway, like I have a lot of hours now behind behind my, my CZ. But but at that point, I, I wouldn't have considered myself experienced at all. It was funny as hell because you guys were all there. What's the reason for bringing you here? Well, there's a maple seed stage at the ORPS match and we suck at it. So we're going to kill everybody. We're doing the maple seed. <laughs> That's why you were there. But yeah. you guys did really, really well. So uh, so one of the main reasons that I actually wanted you guys to come on because uh, in, in the wintertime, you were able to go out and shoot out out to some pretty significant distances. What's the uh, farthest you were able to shoot out? Uh, yeah, so we, we kind of built up towards it. The first ELR challenge we did was, uh, it was around 670, if I remember correctly. Yep. Uh, and then, and then people were saying, oh yeah, that's cool, but you know, whatever. People have done further. So like, all right, well, uh, the the mark to hit is a thousand yards. Like that's just kind of where anything beyond that really is just, you know, doesn't really matter too much. So, okay, let's do a hundred, a thousand yards. Our goal was actually a thousand meters because we just wanted to say one kilometer. Um, yeah. But when we scouted out the spot in Ontario where we live, it's very difficult to find shooting locations uh, beyond 600 meters. And uh, we basically just looked everywhere for, <laughs> hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Well, I'm telling oh. them about our, our thousand yard shot. Yeah, okay. I, I was um, in the backstage. That, hello, everyone, by the way. And so, <laughs> hey. Um, this is Kevin. Yeah, so uh, essentially we found this piece of crown land and, and we measured it and figured, uh, you know, the easiest way to do it was just to 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 do it when it's frozen. So, so that's basically what we do to get a thousand yards. But it it, it wasn't easy it actually, to do. Wasn't, we didn't know it was going to be frozen. So yeah. uh, we were planning, the way that we did it is uh, we scouted out quite a bit of lakes that, are, that were completely uh, enclosed in crown land uh, that would have safe backdrops so that we would be able to see the whole thing. Um, so we basically picked one shoreline to another shoreline. 
um, that was about what we were looking for, a thousand yards. And then it was a thousand meters that we had a measured. A thousand meters, yeah. yeah. So a little and, and the reason why it fit on the water was because it was a thousand yards at that point. Yeah. Uh, and, and Kevin's right. We we didn't realize it was frozen enough to shoot from until we got there that morning. And and it was quite a bit of a drive, you know, and there was a ton of yeah, preparation. Lucky <laughs> yeah, we were lugging like all this equipment into the middle of a lake. And we were by the time we actually set up to shoot, we were both exhausted. Like we had hiked oh, yeah. so far. Yeah. yeah. It, took, you, it took a while. Yeah. And you also had a little bit of a peanut gallery in the back as well. From what yeah, I we ran into those ice fishermen. Yeah, they yeah. were so excited for you guys too. So, <laughs> why don't you tell us? You you said that it was quite a hike, but okay, what do you need to shoot out to one thousand meters or yards? Really, you don't actually need too much. The reason why we yeah. had so much stuff on on us is because a we were filming. Yeah. Um, and B, we wanted to make sure that we were bringing the tripod and gear in order to shoot at an elevated height in case there was brush in our way. Uh, and then we also wanted, because we were making this video, we wanted to bring the drone and we wanted to, and we have to lug out the target. So there was the yeah. distance between where we left the vehicle to where we shot wasn't too much. I think it was like maybe two kilometers at most, maybe one and a half or something. But we had to make multiple trips between the vehicle and the shooting spot and then set up the target and then back to the vehicle, get the, you know, by the time we were done, I think we got there around like 730 in the morning. By the time we took our first shot, it was probably noon or 1230 or wow. something around there. Okay. So, so, go ahead, Kevin. Oh, I, I was going to say, Matt didn't really answer what you need to shoot at a thousand yards. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. A 22. Yeah, you need <laughs> just, set up is, just, is like grab just grab whatever 22 you got handy. <laughs> that one should be good. That's what I should mean, be fine, right? Basically, right? all you really have to do is aim at a thousand yards, aim a hundred yards above the target, and then <laughs> okay. you're okay. Yeah, um, pick, a, pick a cloud and, you know, yeah. just you know, get her going and, and, and you'll, you'll hit it. And, and in short, that's really what we did. So it started at 670, and, and all we were using is, like, our, our ballistic calculator. So, like, I okay. just had a simple uh, – and I was just Street playing for fun. And, like, you throw in 1,000, and then, it, I mean, basically, you, know, but... you know, it's it's 300 MOA. Uh, oh, yeah. So – and then it's, it, it's, it was a little colder at the time, so it was maybe 320 MOA, which in this green number you can see is – is uh, it was about 100 MRADs. So what I did from there is I, I basically made like a poor man Charlie Tarak, um, which is uh, I that, saw that. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. it's a it's a periscope device that just yeah. has two two angled lenses, and then the light comes in this way, and then bounces. Sorry, it's the other. Oh, it's way. opposite. Yeah, yeah. The light comes in the top, it goes down, and then into your lens. But uh, the top lens, I end up angling forward. And what that does is, or not forward, but in this direction, it, the whole gun assembly has to be angled now so that I'm still looking at the target, but the the uh, the gun itself is aimed at like a six degree angle. So that's that's the the technology of what you need. Basically, you need to know what angle you're aiming. You're you're you have to aim above the target. And yes. Then the device to actually get you at that angle, and then obviously the scope itself has quite a bit of like internal adjustment, so we can tune it. Uh, but yeah. What. What scope did you use? Uh, the it was Midas an, tack. Yeah, it was an Athlon Midas tack. Um, okay. so it wasn't. It was like it's not a spectacular scope. <clears throat> really, you could have done this with a cheap, uh, a cheap uh, like I think I think Adriel, Simmons. Yeah, a Simmons <laughs> but, but one of the scopes that I was actually I, I attempted a thousand yard shot uh, three years ago, 
Um, and the scope that I did use at that time was a Bushnell Elite Tactical 10 by 40. Fixed oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's I know I know you're familiar with it, Adriel, because yeah. you have you've reviewed it. And mm -hmm. I've read your review multiple times on it. Um, <laughs> but what I did for that, and this was three years ago, is um, I bought a set of uh, oh, I forget the name now, but they're they're adjustable air um, air rifle rings, right? So it basically it's two sets okay. of rings. Yeah. Um, the but they're you loosen it and you can move the rings up and down. So what I did is I loosened the rear one. The rings were right side by side. I loosened the rear one and angled it all the way up. So the scope itself, instead of having the the, the terrac or whatever, you know, the, the mm -hmm. periscope on it, the scope was angled at six degrees. So it was actually intersecting the barrel, but you can still somehow make it make a sight picture out of it. Um, and that was done with a ten, uh, like a stock ten twenty two, uh, with LE force, and I was shooting at like nine hundred and fifty yards. I think I launched like. 500 rounds and I, yeah. I, I didn't connect. Well, anyway. You didn't connect. You didn't connect. Okay. No, well, I, I know. Go ahead. The reason is, is the feedback, you know, with, with, yeah. with, with the way that we did it uh, with having somebody downrange behind hard cover, uh, we're able to, to basically see, okay, yeah, you're missing, but not by, not by much. So at least, you know, that you're in the general vicinity yeah. versus yeah. the first time I did it, I was shooting in an open field with grass by yourself so, and you weren't getting the dope. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no, no there's no yeah. feedback. So yeah. splash to, to correct yourself. There's no way you can make the hit. But basically the, the limiting factor for most people is going to be the optics setup. Uh, essentially in a normal like CRPS rifle that, that Kevin has behind him, you have the ability to dial out to about 450, 500 yards max. Anything yeah. beyond that, the drop is substantially more and, and you need some sort of device to help you get out there. So when we did the 670 yard shot, we used a combination of a, a 55 MOA base with XTR rings to get our zero at 300 yards in order to dial out to, to 670. And then when it became a thousand yards, then at that point, there's no, well, in Canada, there's no easily accessible mechanical rail to get you that can't. That's not under no. you know $800. So, so we decided to, to 3D or Kevin designed and 3D printed that poor man's uh, track. That's what I was wondering. Is that everything that you use for it? Is it on Thingiverse now? Do you have that thing uploaded somewhere? Yeah. Or are you selling it? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm not selling. I've shared the file. I'm very uh, selective, I guess. I don't really like sharing mm -hmm. files at all. I've shared it with one individual only. Um, okay. A, a close uh, buddy of mine who, who basically wanted to make close one. Right. And then, uh, but since then, there's actually a couple people. There's uh, two people by the name of Rick. Uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, it's funny. I can maybe uh, guess them. <laughs> no, it's, so Rick, it's not Rick Katigback. Oh, okay. um, no, there's two other Ricks that are on the CRPS group and, and they've okay. both made their own renditions of it, you know? Uh, so one of them has, has made it successfully and it's a pretty snazzy design. He actually posted on the CRPS group. It's uh, it's, uh, it's almost like the real, the real device where it's magnetically snapped in. So he has oh. a, a piece that goes on, on the bell here and then, and then that's fixed. And then the other one just snaps in magnetically. So it was actually pretty cool. cool. And, then, and then another Rick made a similar design. Um, so, but I didn't give those guys the, the design. So, and both of them have said that, yeah, like I saw your video and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. So it's kind of cool that, uh, that they're people are just doing it on their own. It's, it's yeah, they're, cool. they're trying it out and trying yeah. and trying to do it themselves. Okay. So, uh, going back to what ammo did you use for the thousand as well? SK rifle match. Yeah. Sweet. And it's subsonic. 
by the time it got out there, it didn't have much. It just it you know ting, but it uh, it was it was fully almost full. Well, actually, it was fully formed. I you guys yeah. collected the collected yeah. the brass afterwards, and it's like or sorry the uh, bullets the bullets the lead afterwards, and it's still fully formed some of it because the velocity is basically there was nothing left out of a thousand. So I think you're. I don't know off the top of my head. I think you still have about 400 feet per second at a thousand yards. Um, so it's still like above an, an, an air rifle, okay. um, like a, like a pellet gun, like a high speed pellet gun. I think the limit for that in Canada is like 450 yards, 450 feet per Seriously. second before it's considered a firearm. It's mm-hmm. still, I think it's 500. Still, technically, but Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. still like, it still has enough energy. And, and I was, so I was, uh, uh, I want to say 50 yards from the target mm-hmm. uh, and whenever it's hitting, like it's still hitting with, with enough force. So um, I'm not convinced that, you know, it's, uh, it's not, I don't think it's lethal, but uh, I wouldn't want to get, it's going to sting. <laughs> well, <laughs> also think about the fact that the bullet weight of the 22 LR is much heavier than a pellet. And if it's yeah, traveling the same speed, you don't want to get hit with that. Like pellets are already pretty, uh, yeah. you know, not yeah. nice. <laughs> so. No, and def- definitely like if you, I would say at that distance, it's still, uh, it's still got a, a quite a bit of punch where if you hit, and I was reading up on, on not for this particular reason, but where I shoot personally, there's, there's a, there's always a potential for ricochets. So I did a lot of research in 22 ricochets in terms of their lethality um, mainly just for, for safety reasons. And, and like a 22 at a thousand yards, that's been uninterrupted. Uh, it, it still has enough energy, uh, to, to like to penetrate a temple or, or an eye socket or something like that, you know? So it's definitely not something you want to, uh, no. And just to actually let everybody know, uh, Kevin, who is doing some of the calling, he was behind hardcover. So I just want to make sure everybody understands he, he that. He wasn't only behind hardcover. He was way off to the uh, side. Way off, yeah. There's a giant berm, and like we were on radio contact. So there was no yeah. way he was in any danger whatsoever. Yes. Yeah. No, but it's it's more so for people to, to get an idea that an uninterrupted bullet at a thousand yards is it still has enough a, a lot of energy you know it still has well, energy okay as soon as it hits i mean it's coming in at such a, a severe angle you know uh downwards it's almost like artillery so as soon as soon as it hits the ground it's gonna lose everything yeah um, but but the initial impact i would say uh it it, it, it surprised me um you know because it was consistently coming in at the same angle so the bullets weren't tumbling they still had a good good gyroscopic stability at that point um and uh, sure, they didn't have a lot of energy, but they were consistent. So mm-hmm. it, it was it was surprising. I figured at 800 yards or so, this thing would like basically stop spinning start, fast start, enough. Start, start keystoning? Mm-hmm. Key, you know, exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah. how big was the target? It was a steel target, but how and how heavy was it, by the it way? Technically it was there. aluminum. We purposely uh, ordered aluminum for it because okay. we knew steel would be way too heavy. It was a four by four foot uh, uh, target. Yeah. Okay. And it, it rang really nicely because you have so much yeah. metal there to just kind of like, you know, Ding. make it a gong. <laughs> so it was quite nice. But yeah, we, we spec'd out, I think it was a quarter inch aluminum. Okay. Uh, no, no, quarter. Eighth, eighth of an inch. And eighth inch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Light. Lightweight. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. yeah it, it still no. wasn't that light. <laughs> no. <laughs> After two kilometers, it's not that light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was quite, quite a trek. Um, but it was worth it. And by the, by the end of the day, we were definitely completely winded, though, because we had done, mm-hmm. I don't know, probably upwards of four to five trips to Multiple go back and forth, forth and yeah. bring your stuff and bring it back. So, 
So one of the things that you did do that was a really good idea was you were on walkie-talkies, communications constantly. That was good. Uh, but I also saw um, that, uh, Matt, you were the one that was actually shooting. And, yeah. okay, so to dial in out to 1,000, how many rounds did you shoot first to get out there? Uh, there's actually a shot counter on the video. I can't remember exactly, but I, I think, don't quote me on this, but the first hit was made after maybe, I want to say like 40 rounds 70. or something. It was 70. a 70? Okay, 70 yeah. rounds. And we only took around 200 total, right? Is that correct? It was it was maybe about 220. So um, yeah. it basically took us 70 shots to connect our first okay. round. And then after that, we were getting a hit every 20 rounds or so. Yeah. But our last three hits were within seven rounds. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Got it dialed. So it was yeah. really consistent. What was the spread like at that point, too? Like, <laughs> okay, I watched the video. I want everybody else to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in, in the video, uh, you'll actually see there's a there's a section where, like, I'm, I'm filming and, and I'm showing. It, it, was, it had a beaten zone, I guess, if you want to call it that, of probably – at least 50 meters lengthwise when mm. the windage actually wasn't that bad. Like I would say it's not varying left and right of the target more than a couple yards, maybe yeah. two, three, four yards or so. Um, but lengthwise it was, there was some impacts about 25 yards after the target and 25 yards before the target. So yeah. and that's due mostly to the, uh, the differences in velocity, like the, the SD in the ammo. Mm -hmm. So if we had a perfectly, stable ammo that had an sd of zero you know then you would only be factoring environmentals like the different in yeah. wind push the bullet you know back and forth but with the sd you know and plus a thousand yards you're seeing much greater differences in where it lands yeah it's pretty exactly. interesting yeah well if yeah. you guys do it again i would be super curious to compare high velocity to standard velocity like you guys took out because like the high velocity, yeah, you got that transonic range in there. Does it make a difference? Uh, does the high velocity and the change in, like, would that uh, shrink down that 50 meter spread uh, at the end? Would that shrink it down or would it just get worse? Yeah. That'd be super interesting to know. Mm. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're trying to source, uh, I'm trying to source a long, longer uh, location. Um, there's we actually have plans. That's what we'll say. <laughs> yeah, we have plans. We've been challenged as well by a good, uh, a good uh, buddy of ours. So, um, the the issue that I'm I'm having is is reliable tracking of 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 your misses. So okay. the next spot that I go to, I'm I'm, I'm trying to get an authorization uh, for a very large quarry uh, that's that's filled with water. Uh, but uh, it's it's obviously it's private land and everything. Yep. At least that way we can we can reliably shoot from a spot. And given that it's going to be a quarry in, in summertime, you know, well if it's got water on it, we can see the splashes easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we're 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 not convinced uh, we can get authorization yet. So we're in the process. Either yeah, either that or or just doing like you guys had there, having someone downrange and in behind hard cover was super super good because. Mm -hmm. Even if you can get that splash of water, if you're doing a thousand plus, you got to have spotting scopes that are good for seeing that splash of that 22. Was that five feet to the left or was it yeah. five feet to the right? <laughs> exactly. No, I, I think even if we do a quarry uh, style thing, um, regardless of where we are, I think you need to have a downrange spotter um, mm -hmm. behind hard cover off the side of the target. You know, take all yep. the safety precautions you need, of course, but it's, 
I don't think you'll see anything from your spotting scope at that distance. You know? <laughs> um, eh. Unless, unless there was like dust, like if you have a good plume of dust that comes out from, from yeah. gravel or something, that would be a an option. But a splash in the water might be a little bit too uh, subtle to notice at a thousand yards. Yeah. Well, it's it, I think a splash in the water with a center fire round, or if you're shooting a twenty two up close, it's going to make a nice a nice like plume, yeah. right? Yeah, it's plume, you know. But at that distance. Exactly. With, uh, with wow, it's already, it's already going down like an Olympic swimmer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it might be so, it'll just enter the water Five so times. smoothly that yeah. you, you might not uh, Hold up it. 10. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We want them ones, like the big belly flops so that we can see the, <laughs> the splash. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, that's, that's how I've seen, like, there's quite a few guys in Quebec. That's how they do it. They, I've seen some good videos of them, mostly with center fire, but when they're doing ELR, like yeah. two, three kilometers or so, they're all doing it with with a target on the ridge of a, of a of a lake, and then yep. they're just launching it into there. That way, they can walk their bullets into it. Yeah, um, and I think it's it's the only practical way. Otherwise, you're going to be guessing, wasting ammo, wasting yeah. ammo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and these days, there's no ammo to waste. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. So. Whose rifle was it? Was it yours, Matt, or was it Kevin's it was, that you it were was using? It was Kevin's MTR, and it was the one that was right behind Kevin right now, isn't it? That's right, but it was in the it was in the original uh, walnut stock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So stability and everything. So you added you. It was on a tripod when you were shooting it, obviously, yeah. and uh, manipulation of the rifle is less as possible. So what was the setup for the rifle that was? So what did you have for your rifle? Like what components were on your rifle that you used to make that shot? It was more or less, so it's very similar to this. The only things I've changed since this shot, I, I shouldn't say the only, it's quite quite a bit, but uh, like I, I swapped out the chassis, which makes absolutely no difference. Yeah. Um, like I can just show you. Chassis scope. <laughs> this this is the stock that was on it. So it still has one of those Arca rails. So I'll okay. you. It just looked like this, you know, basically the same thing. Um, the scope itself was a, was a slightly less quality scope. It was still an Athlon, but one of their less expensive versions. That's not the limiting factor at all. I mean, um, the, the stability, the, the amount of variation we were getting in velocity at 1,000 yards, it's, it, we're, we're just kind of launching artillery and hoping for the best at that point. So. Yeah. Uh, I think you could you could do that same challenge with uh, with a 1022. Uh, you can do it with a four thousand five thousand dollar Voodoo, and you're going to get the same result uh, because it, it really ha it's not a, an equipment limitation at that point. It was it's purely like ballistic <laughs> and, limitation. And, and on that note, I would say it's not even about skill. Like as long as you have a good trigger squeeze and you're not yanking your rifle off the yeah. base, it's just to see if it's possible. You know, if you can put the effort in and, and fire enough rounds and make the correction to get hits on the steel because anyone can do it. It's just whether or not you have the motivation to actually prepare for it, to go through with it. You know, it's just cool to, to actually be able to achieve that essentially. No, I think that's exactly right. Like the, it's not, there's no uh, fundamental like like the fundamentals aren't even applied here. You know, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could have <laughs> uh, brought brought my girlfriend and had her behind the gun and tell her like uh -uh. in terms of like because the gun is in a rock steady tripod. Yeah, it uh, 
It, actually, so on actually, uh, the 670 yard video was a lot more fundamentals based because I was it standing was. on the tripod yeah. and and there's a lot of wobble there. So that was actually yeah. a lot more difficult in terms of fundamentals. In the in the thousand yard video, I was sitting on top of the drone case, so I had my elbow on my my leg and and the front was on the tripod. So there was absolutely no movement in the system at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's partly because we had to limit any sort of variations to get onto the scale. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at, at the 670 yards, since we're standing with the tripod, it was much more difficult to hold the rifle still and have a good trigger press and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love sharing the one where you were, you did shoot it to 670 and then there was people on there. Yeah, that's okay, but you know what? <laughs> You can do better. <laughs> and, you guys met, <laughs> and you guys met the challenge. It was awesome. It was great to see. So, um, yeah. Uh, what are you guys planning for the future? What's Wombat going to be putting out? What content? Uh, well, this year, unfortunately, since the whole lockdown thing, I was, I I was planning to basically uh, do like match videos for every match I went to, which mm. would have been awesome. Like, luckily, how's that my going? Wife, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, there's no matches to be had, but luckily, my wife has uh, is very uh, open to to coming along to film the bigger matches, which is awesome because there's no way I could have my head in the game, still perform well and film at the same time. So it's like, it's nice passing her the cameras and she runs around, gets all the footage and I edit it later. Um, And in terms of fun stuff, during the season, uh, if we have a lot of matches going on, we generally just practice for those and we don't really have much fun stuff. But since everything is locked down, the ranges are closed, We've definitely thrown some ideas here and there of what we want to do next. Like we already alluded to another ELR challenge that's pushing it a bit further would be really cool, but it's yeah. proving difficult to find land to do that on. But I think that is our probably our number one priority. And and I would like to do it with a semi okay, just to show that a 1022 could reach out past 1,000 yards, I think would be hilarious. Uh, but at that point, we'd probably use high velocity ammo as well, yeah, just definitely. also to limit how much elevation we need to build into the system. Yeah. So, and if you're shooting from a mag, you can just send, keep sending exactly yeah. there, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, where, which location are you guys looking at? Like, if somebody says, "Okay, I have some land that might work," do you want to hear from them? Oh yeah. Oh, if it's, if it's within yeah. ten hours of Ottawa, definitely hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> no, like uh, one one of the spots that I've been thinking of is is about seven hours from Ottawa. Uh, okay. So and. If if we have to do it, by all means, uh, yeah. we can. At like uh, there's there's quite a few lo- locations that I'm lo- looking at that pass around kind of Smith Falls, past in that area. Uh, but it's 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 difficult to find. So if there's some guy in like I don't know Quebec somewhere that owns a large plot of land that says yeah, that wants over, they want you. Yeah. yeah. If you guys were in Alberta, it'd be no problem. Exactly. Well, I, I can exactly drive it. two hours to uh, to get. <laughs> to get 1.6 miles you're yeah. making us very jealous <laughs> yeah oh, but of course like safety and doing it properly is obviously the most important uh yeah. factor of all this so we're not going to just you know that's take the hardest it. part it's it's yeah. getting something that that you'll have that distance but that you're sure because like our spot that we did it we i think we have upwards of 800 yards behind our target of 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 basically uh, marsh it was marshland uh, yeah before there's any sort of i think there's a there's a black track and then there's a, a farm you know way past there but th- that's the like the number one thing we were looking at when we were doing this um and that like in, in alberta especially you got like nice big open fields where you can just see for like five kilometers it's like that's incredible yeah. Uh, but those opportunities don't really present themselselves in, in not in ontario <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah unfortunately 
No, so. unfortunately. Um, Andrew, do you got anything else? You got no, anything? I think it's uh, it's been really interesting. You know the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you gotta use a ten twenty two. I think <laughs> it's just gonna be faster, right? You you shoot, wait here, yeah, correct, shoot. It'll be. I would probably just launch five bullets at once. You know, just like what, yeah. what kind once of you get the close, heat in zone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just start be, raining it down. <laughs> it'd be interesting. You've already yeah, a few different varieties of rifles and ammunition to see what, what's what. See if you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely. I, I would say uh, the fact that we accomplished the 1,000 yard challenge was was a big feat, and then uh, I, uh, we kind of lost a little bit of steam after that just because it, it took so much work. Oh, I, <laughs> I think but, people uh, really underestimate how much work it took to do that <laughs> and, yeah. and to document the whole thing properly. Yeah, so, um, that was huge. But, but, go ahead. Yeah, no, but to do it again, I think it, it, we would like Matt was talking 1,200. I think. Mark and Sam after work. That's the Australian uh, couple there. Then I think they've pushed twelve hundred yards already. So I almost so you, want to, if we thirteen hundred. I think they did twelve hundred, eleven hundred, or twelve hundred. So no, but you guys are going to do thirteen then. Well, I, yeah, we're going to beat them. Essentially, we have to beat them. We have to go like fifteen hundred yards, you know, at least. Uh, and 50, even two kilometers, like at that point. With the river, I don't know if we'd actually make it that far. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's basically entering the terminal ballistics of yeah. a 22. Yeah. If you shoot a 22 at 32 degrees, I believe. The optimum angle to get maximum yeah. distance, yeah. The, the, the furthest that bullet could ever travel uh, before, you know, gravity taking over is, is like 2 point something kilometers. Um at that point, it just has. But, but check okay. at that point, we get a canyon and we shoot from the top <laughs> and then we add a little bit yeah. of distance. Oh, that's actually, yeah, that's what you have to do. I mean, it, it's elevated it's, platform. I haven't worked out the math, but I'm sure shooting a, a 22 to its terminal distance successfully, if you could ever do it, which is unlikely, um, it would be, I don't know. I imagine it's the equivalent of shooting a 50 BMG at like. 12 kilometers or yeah, something. something ridiculous. Just I don't know. I'm making that up, but it, it, it's just, it's absolute okay. uh, nonsense. It's not, uh, <laughs> it's just for fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah cool is. though. Okay. So Kevin, uh, you came on a little late. Uh, I got Matt to introduce himself, but why don't you tell us a little bit about you? You're a sponsored shooter. So why don't you actually give a shout out to who sponsors you? And, and Ooh, I probably should have done that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. I, I well that's say, why we're doing it now. <laughs> uh, my, my number one sponsor, there's no doubt about it, is, is the CRPS. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's done through, through Rick. And then through Rick, uh, I've been able, I've been fairly um, fortunate. I've, this is my second Athlon scope um, that I've been using. And so they, I guess I'm also sponsored through Athlon Optics. They're a fairly, I want to say, new uh, company. I'm, like less than five years, I would say, is how long they, they've had popularity. But uh, they, they came up with a lot of, uh, of, of very, I don't, I don't want to say revolutionary, but uh, um, unique designs that, you know, I, I, there's a couple examples I can speak of, but... Um, they have really good stuff. So if you're if you're just getting into the the long range game, if you're into the long range, you definitely know about them. But even if you're doing hunting stuff, they're they're worth a look. Um, you know, there's the 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 value you get is is exceeds the price you're gonna pay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, definitely. Okay. And by the way, I so talked about you before you came on, and I. <laughs> 
I said I had to actually add some stuff for to Maple Seed about uh, a recognizable position because of you. <laughs> broken yoga pose there. I can't. Yeah. Oh, you guys are talking about my yoga pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's you know what I'm. That still works. You know, I'm still. It, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it it looks stupid. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it works. Yeah. But, so uh, okay, uh, Matt, why don't you actually talk about? Who would you like to actually give a shout out to? Oh man, especially in this year, I'd have to give a shout out to all the match directors just mm-hmm. because uh, like it's so difficult planning and then rescheduling based on lockdowns and then having a lot another lockdown to worry about. It, it's pretty Today. brutal. And yeah. yeah, they're putting a lot of effort in in a normal season and then having it uh, you know be just completely destroyed <laughs> is yeah. very frustrating. Like I, I see it firsthand. Yeah. So yeah. definitely a, a shout out to all the match directors and, and Rick, of course, because he's dealing with the, the brunt of it. So, yeah. 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 Okay. What about WOMFOT? Where can people actually see you and your videos and obvious? Yeah. The main place, the, the central hub, if you will, would be YouTube, of course. Uh, yeah. I do have an Instagram page that I, I try to be active on it as much as possible anyway. Uh, and you can get kind of like some sneak previews there of what's coming. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you can those two places, YouTube and Instagram. Yep. And you can catch Kevin as well. Kevin, your, what's your handle on Instagram? Hey, it's Kevin shoots 22, but yeah. uh, I go in phases of, of Instagram. <laughs> I, uh, I actually uninstall it from time to time because yeah. I need to focus on work. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Kevin will always be a frequent guest on the Wampat channel anyway. So if you miss Kevin, just subscribe to Wampat. You'll, you'll bunch to see him at least. You, you know, guys do everything together. So it's just. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a YouTube channel that I, I think I put like three video, four videos, maybe five, and then. And then I met Matt and I was like, okay, well, you know what? I can just give up on that now. It far exceeds what I would, what I was ever willing to put into uh, video editing. So, yeah. yeah. So the other thing that I actually wanted you guys to uh, give a shout out about, or uh, just uh, to promote is the new podcast that you guys are on. What's the podcast? Oh, yeah. It's uh, Rimfire Nation, put out by the uh, Canadian Rimfire Precision Series, sponsored by Tessero.ca. I there like you Rick. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, no, we, we tried to focus that mainly targeting new shooters getting into Precision yeah. Rimfire because yeah. uh, we get so many of the same questions on the CRPS group. And oh, no. between, <laughs> between the forums and the group and what you know emails are coming into Rick, we figured we'd put out content that a new person could just watch and just benefit hugely by the information we're covering. And, and don't mistake us for experts <laughs> or, or instructors. A lot of it is just banter, yeah. uh, but you get a good vibe for, for what uh, equipment to look for, which is a big yep. thing, you know, various techniques that we use yeah. and, and we just talk about that. Yeah. And typically you guys are on, on Wednesday nights and I missed you guys last night cause we were doing some, other podcast uh, stuff with uh, for our Patreonies, but typically you're on Wednesday nights, as you said. It's just banter, but it's great banter. You guys are talking about equipment and how to prepare, and you have some good guests on as well. So, and some match directors too. Yeah, there's there's a good variety of individuals on there. Um, like there's there's the the people who uh, aren't all that in depth in terms of having all the kit possible. Uh, and then there's and then there's the opposite. There's the there's the then there's but, you guys. Probably on the lower end of the believe it. I like nice equipment, but yeah, not like eight thousand dollars. Oh, thing. yeah. Uh, and then and then, you know, John, who's who's a, a counterpart of our, he uh, 
he he's very much into the numbers and, and, the, and the, 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 the very high technical side of things in terms of calculating SD and how does that affect your downrange performance and all that. So there's, there's a variety of individuals on there um, that, are, that are able to give different insights. There's also uh, like Thomas. Thomas is a, uh, not a new shooter. He's been, in, he's been yeah. doing it for two years, but, but he comes from basically a completely um, uh, new shooter environment. Yeah two years yeah. ago so he can he can relate to it versus you know i've been shooting for for five years so some things that i might overlook he's able to kind of say oh hey guys like i only did this two years ago here here's what i think and then it, it kind of allows to have a a broad range of topics that we can cover yeah and i did want to give a little bit of a shout out to thomas as well uh, you said that he's just picked it up a few years ago but he's actually stepped up to become a match director as well he's doing a fantastic job with it not a yeah, he sure is definitely yeah so yeah actually the whole entire team is so and uh you guys are also social media directors i guess are you directors what are uh, you so rick gave us fancy titles that i can't remember <laughs> uh, essentially i i am new shooter development or something or other but essentially you have to remember just a year ago i had no experience so i actually know all the feelings and questions all the new shooters have so i'm kind of yeah. that that guy who is like oh okay you have this question well this is how i dealt with it these are all the mistakes i made don't do this yeah you know do the proper wins to it. I, I like to think I save people a lot of money, <laughs> you know, like I make the mistakes oh, yeah. of buying all this stuff and then what, what matters really. So. I actually like to think of you as somebody who actually supports the Canadian firearm industry because you put out all this content and everybody goes, Oh, I need to get that. I need to get that. That's what I'm going <laughs> to yeah, That's true as well. Yeah. <laughs> well it's, actually, it's funny. Like my, so my uncle, he just bought uh, a rifle. He's a long time military member and whatever. So he just got into shooting PRS and stuff just in his retirement. And yeah. then, uh, so I invite him shooting one time with, and Matt's there with us. And he's like, Oh, you're the guy from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, like completely unrelated. I've never told him about it. You know? So it's actually pretty cool to see that Matt gets recognition amongst yeah. complete strangers. And it is very cool running into people, especially at matches. Like, I haven't yeah. met them before and they come say hi. It's really nice. It kind of yeah. gives me that extra motivation to put out slightly, you know, higher quality content than I other would, uh, otherwise would because yeah. the video editing is quite, you know, monotonous at times, <laughs> but it's worth it in the end. Yeah. So. Both you and Adriel are some of the uh, biggest content providers here in Canada. You're doing I don't even, I'm not even a drop in the pond when you're comparing me to the hunting gear guy <laughs> so. yeah like uh whenever i first first started shooting uh back in i don't know 2020 whatever 2015 maybe 2016 yeah. uh adriel was like the first person i was able to go and find like i don't even remember uh black rifles you know like what which ones are there it's like oh here's a list it's like man yeah. that's awesome and then yeah. all this all this scope like the 10 by 40 like that was like the second scope i bought because of that review so yeah. You've been doing uh, definitely a huge service. Over yeah, I, I like your reviews a lot. I, I didn't yeah. buy the, I think it's a Caldwell 1022 loader because it was just so atrocious in your video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I remember that one. You're, you, I think, Adrian, no sound. Oh, you're really quiet. Oh, well, now. There yeah. you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that thing was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tend to I tend to look at reviews before purchasing anything yeah. now and you come up a lot, so I appreciate That's that. That's the way to do it. Look at yeah. it first, save the money before yes. you buy the wrong. <laughs> exactly. Thing. I think yeah. that's probably the review that you've 
I think you said it was probably the, I don't know if you said it on, on the actual <laughs> review, but I'm discussing it afterwards. You said it's the biggest piece of crap you've <laughs> ever yeah. reviewed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I hope they're not listening and not sponsoring the show, but anyways, <laughs> anyways, well, that's about it guys. We wanted to say thanks for coming on unless there's anything else that you have, you want to plug or, or, or we didn't get the chance to cover. Uh, no, I had a great time. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, yeah. and uh, hopefully matches will get up soon, and I'll get to see you guys. Yes. Yeah, we hope sure. so too. All right. I, I do plan to do another maple seed, so hopefully you're there as well. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Well, we have some Stittsville ones lined up, so yeah. come and join us. Awesome. All right. Um, thanks, guys. Later, guys. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, thanks again to Matt and Kevin for coming on the show and telling us about long range rimfire and uh, making those shots way out there. I love those guys. They're hilarious too. Super fun. Good quality videos too. Drone footage. And yeah, I know. Multiple cuts and I'm jelly. Uh, let's go on to listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood and steel refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. Mm. Uh, right now, he has Ruger 1022 combos in stock. Comes with a Viridian Eon 3-9x40 scope and a hard plastic case. They're available with a black synthetic stock or hardwood stock. Regular price is 509 but there's a discount for Slamfire listeners. 450 who for anyone who calls or sends Armory DC Gunsmith a message that says they heard about it on Slamfire Radio. Get on it. That's like $60 off. Fantastic. Actually, $60.99. So it's almost $61 off. That's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to take this uh, email from Stephen? Okay. It says... Hello to less of you. Saddened by the news that Trevor is leaving the show. It's going to be like Sesame Street without Oscar. <laughs> Things will definitely be different, but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? I've uh, been catching up on old episodes lately and just listened to your 400th, and it does seem like Trevor forecast his departure in episode 100, around the 65-minute mark, reading a note from Spencer saying, that actually sounds like a lot of work. Another caller remarked on your 400th uh, about the top five PCCs. It would be very interesting in hearing that episode because I'm looking to add another rifle to looking to add another rifle to add once. Hmm. Okay. I didn't edit it. He's looking to add another rifle once Ontario stops this lockdown and ranges are open up. Anyways, looking for suggestions to add a 9mm or twenty uh, 223 uh, rifle to the collection. Not sure if I want to get a restricted, haven't picked one up yet. As for PCCs, as I have yet to pick up a handgun, so no mag restriction considerations for the PCC. Rock mags anyways. Yeah, I know. It's actually a really good topic. We do need to actually review it. I had uh, somebody recently buy, I think he bought a Ruger. Anyways, yeah, we should really do that. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for keeping all of the show. Uh, thanks for keeping all of the shows entertaining and so glad there are upcoming events again. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Just can't wait for Ontario to let the Rangers open again. Me too. Did we tell you that there was an announcement today? Anyways. This email probably came before the announcement. <laughs> it did. Uh, that's why it's funny. Uh, this has been a very long 34 days and hopefully only eight more Oh gosh, only eight more days for closures. Guess what? Eight plus 14. <laughs> Stephen from the center of the universe, which is Toronto. Hey, thanks, Stephen. Sorry about, sorry about the news today. Anyways. Serves you right for being in Toronto. Center of the universe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Derek's got a comment here from Facebook. I'll just pop that up here. Do you see? Yeah. He has a decent price in 1022 mags. Three for 50 bucks. That is a good price. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I should buy one. You should. Yeah. No, wait. No, no. What am I talking about? I have like 12 mags for 1022. That's not enough. Seriously, it's not enough. It's have, enough. No, it's not. I have, Twelve mags should be enough. I bring anyone. about I bring about twenty five to an event. Why? Because it, everyone has a ten twenty two, and they all forgot their mags. That is exactly the reason Kelly's why. I ha- that's the reason <laughs> why I bring twenty five, and they're all numbered, and they're all sharpied with my name on them, and then I typically lose one per event. Anyways. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't lost any yet, and all mine are numbered, and they have my name on them. Yeah, we'll look at you. Because you you only got twelve. Anyways, (laughs) keep track. All right. Uh, Nothing else from Instagram or Facebook. But if you want to review us on Facebook, head on over there, and there's like a review business thing, and like review us, and we'll read it on the air. Yep. If you'd like to email the show, send an email to slamfireradio at gmail dot com. Patreon supporters. Oh, we have a new one. We do. Yeah, we do. Did he give us his address? No, he just actually did the Patreon and they notified us that we have a new one. So, Andrew, we need your address. Mm-hmm. Send us an email at slamfireradio at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll get my child slaves to uh, <laughs> whip one of those right up for you. <laughs> do they actually have time for their own like schooling and all that? Because not only are they helping out with Slamfire and mm-hmm. Patreonies, but they're also doing all the editing for your videos. So, like, do they actually go to school? Yeah, but like, you know, I had a job when I was when I was that age. Okay, I had a part time job. Okay, it'd be fine. <laughs> they have lots of time. I'm calling CAS on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Just don't call uh, labor, uh, labor labor the labor board. board. Yeah, they'll really get me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Kelly, do you have any shoutouts? I do. Uh, so I have one I was watching for, not only am I on, no, anyways, I was watching First Focal Plane the other night. It was a really, really good show, by the way. And I just wanted to give a shout out to those guys. One, because you guys are doing a kick-ass job with gas and topics and keeping things entertaining and fun. But they also gave me, as well as the Lady Gun Ladies, a shout out. They called us the bad bitches. So I said thanks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll wear that with that. I'll wear that crown with pride. Thank you. Awesome. And I wanted to just give a shout out to all the people who uh, submitted for the hosting uh, uh, yeah. job. Yeah. So, so we're we're in the middle of that right now. So if you're if you're a Patreoni, you're going to be getting some videos soon to uh, peruse. Yeah. So do you want to talk about that? How it's going to Patreons first, and talk about how we're going to choose. We're good. We're getting all the hosts to 
go on a test show with us yep. and then we're putting them on Patreon. Yep. And then a short while later, we'll put them to everyone else. So you're going to have some extra slam fire content. And we'd love if you emailed the show and let us know who you like and, uh, yeah. and who you don't like. Yeah. And why? Not just because you're like, I don't like, I don't like the look of your face because <laughs> this is a, this is a podcast. This video that, thing is extra. That sounds so much like Matthew. I don't like the look of your face. That was something he would say. Valid criticism, you know, but uh, we still don't want to hear it. You do know that we're on the radio. That wouldn't, doesn't matter what we look like. We can be here in pantsless and nobody would notice. No one knows I'm, I'm pantsless right now. <laughs> I do. <laughs> they do now. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, finally, check us out on Gunners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. Give us a review on Facebook. Join the CCFR. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.